Mildly Interested. I'm Joe Whitefield. In this series focusing on individual personalities and communications, Emma Whitefield and I discuss the nine personality types of the Enneagram for better self-awareness and improved communications with others. Enjoy the program and thank you for your interest. Welcome to the program. I'm Joe Whitefield, joined with Emma Whitefield. Hello. We are working on a series on personality and communication, and we are focusing on the Enneagram. Correct. So far, we've gone through the first six types, and we are now going to kind of wrap up with this episode where we talk about the last three types, personality types. Hey, Dad. Mm -hmm. Why was six afraid of seven? I don't know. Because seven, eight, nine, the last three types. There we go. Seven, (laughs) eight, nine. You can't beat that. So we are going to be talking about seven, eight, nine. Um, and so let's just pick up with personality type seven. Yep. The enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Uh, busy, fun-loving type. Absolutely. Sevens can be optimistic, fun, spontaneous, and adventurous. They're often described as fun-loving, and they always seem to be in a good mood, and they good mood, and they seem to have a boundless love for life and whatever they're doing. Wow, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good list. I mean, I know think, it sounds positive. Well, let's see. I'm gonna uh, lay out some famous sevens and Definitely. see how you relate to that. Thomas Jefferson hmm. was apparently a seven. John F. Kennedy. Okay. Amelia Earhart. Cool. Elton John. That sounds a little bit sort of fun-loving enthusiast. Uh, Katy Perry. Sounds right. Brad Pitt. Okay. Here's a surprise. Uh, Simon Cowell. You know who he is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, so again, I, I don't know. I'm going with the yep. list. And then Robin Williams, the late okay. the late Robin Williams. So that makes uh, maybe a little sense. The beloved genie from exactly. Aladdin and so many other treasured roles. <laughs> and so many other treasured roles. Again, highlighting the differences in our ages here. <laughs> so let's pick up again with, with an enthusiast. Here's a little list. Maybe think about a few people. But let's think about the enthusiasts in our lives. Okay. Sevens are great at being positive and upbeat and optimistic. They're always up for adventure and they crave stimulation, but they dislike dealing with negative or hard experiences and emotions. They are really big on pain avoidance. Um, They're really good at reframing different experiences and they try to cast a positive light on their experiences or on a situation to try to make it sound better than it is so they don't have to deal with anything painful or hard that may arise. Wow. Wow, of course, I'm looking at the list. I'm thinking about framing things. Of course, I'm thinking about Thomas Jefferson, one of the great founding fathers and framers of our Constitution and so forth. It's like, (laughs) huh, interesting. Definitely. They know how to put a positive spin on things. But one of my best friends, Erin, is a seven, and she is always up for an adventure. She has come to visit me a couple times while abroad, and she is up for anything and everything I suggest. Want to take a three-hour train ride to go experience this for five minutes? Sure. You know, Erin is really up for anything and enjoys having new experiences. Well, we love to have optimism, mm-hmm. right? The optimistic people around us and have the optimism. That's, that's always a, I'll just say, a breath of fresh air, right? Definitely. So they sound like really, really important people. They are. But, of course, like all types, they some of their traits can express in a negative or an unhealthy way. Uh, avoiding difficult emotions or yeah. painful things, that can lead you down a dangerous road. Right. If you don't deal with your trauma or process some of the hard things or crises you've had in your life, that can lead you to where you're not in a place to be open in communication with others. Right, so just suppressing, just that, that suppress, that's not good for anybody to suppress no. suppress things, uh, no. drive them down deep, and then again, when they either come out, they can come out in a bad, 
unhealthy, truly unhealthful mm-hmm. ways as well, right? Definitely. So, yeah. You know, when you're down or having a tough time, somebody who just comes in and is clapping and you can do it, this is just a phase, let's go ahead and get over it, you know, that's not even helpful for you when you're looking for someone to say, I empathize with that. I'm coming down here in the darkness with you for a minute to help you get through it. Um, sometimes sevens aren't great at that. But again, when you build self-awareness and self-knowledge, you know that Erin has been a great friend and does come down to the darkness when I need her down there and is a very great friend to have. And like you said, very much a breath of fresh air. So let's think a little bit about the workplace mm-hmm. uh, because it's you know we have personal relations, you know, best friends and people mm-hmm. who, who, but in in a in work environment, mm-hmm. that's a little different, maybe not as deep, but equally yep. important, right? Definitely. So my supervisor is a seven, which, like we said, is something we probably really need in my specific workplace. We're dealing with a lot of intense situations in the middle of the night, crisis, student trauma. Um, So having someone who's optimistic and quite bubbly is really nice to have at the head of the team. Um, When she comes into a project, she's not big on um, the authority or management side of things. You know, she doesn't feel like a supervisor all the time. She doesn't impose that role on us, which is really great. Um, But she always tries to look at uh, how can we make this fun or how can we make this you know, more enjoyable for us to tackle. Um, So we have to write these really long reports sometimes, and we have to file a lot of them if there's been a lot happening over a duty shift. Right. And uh, one day, the girl who followed after me wrote a funny little summary at the top of her page, and it said, you know, I read, caught up on the new novel, An Anthology of Reports in Six Parts by Emma Whitefield. And Kristen, our supervisor, said, that's genius. Let's have a contest to see who can write the most clever opening on their report. Wow, that it's so important because you think about we're with our coworkers so much of our time, right? Mm-hmm. The, during the week and, and a significant part of our lives at work uh, for most of us at work. But but to have fun, to enjoy that because I mean, it's, it obviously can be a, a time of stress, but a, a, a place for achievement and, and and goals and purpose and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So many positive things. But again, this. As we talk about communication, but but not only getting along, but this idea that it should still be just a you should enjoy mm-hmm. your coworkers, right? So the self awareness that we're talking about, and the social awareness, um, but having that enthusiasm, that optimistic person. But that's a great example of just just making it fun, right? Fun, yes, just being a little bit more fun, a little more enjoyable when you can, right? And, and involving other people, right? Definitely finding a way to bring the team together, encourage some positivity on the team when we're you know, uh, brainstorming or dealing with things or coping with stressful situations, finding a way to make the mood a little lighter and make things a little easier. Um, They're also very good when they're attentive. They can be excellent caregivers in the sense that they're great at following up and trying to make everything end on a nice note, Mm -hmm. which is really helpful when you're having a stressful day to know that it's going to end with, I knew this was going to be hard, so I've brought some chocolate for everybody. (laughs) Always works. Always Absolutely. works. Well, uh, let's put a little wrap on the seven so we sure can thing. move along. So give us uh, uh, this sort of concluding remarks that we've been going to here. Yes. Um, and our concluding remarks come from the book The Path Between, Between Us by Suzanne Stabila. Mm-hmm. And so she's talking about seven, said, um, It will be helpful if sevens learn to use this mantra, it is what it is. So kind of accepting both the bad and the good, and dealing with it as it comes. Okay. But she says, you can dream new dreams, but they won't always come true. And you can have a life that is filled with abundance and joy, but you won't recognize it if you don't also experience the scarcity and the pain. 
So you can't always be living that high life. There's got to be some balance. Right. And she says, you can't manage life with the half range of emotions you can develop the other half. And you can't be responsible and dependable while keeping your options open. You can make dependability one of your options. And you can't get where you want to go with excessive behavior. You can moderate your way of being in the world. So sevens will need to accept that sometimes life is just boring and there is no way for you to reframe that. You just have to live with it. All right. All right. (laughs) And sometimes relationships are as valuable for personal growth as they are for enjoyment. Well, optimism is a key, obviously it's key to, to life. I need more optimism in, in our lives, but it's it's good to, to get everything in balance. Exactly. Everything in balance so we can kind of stay to the healthy end of these uh, of these situations. Let's move on to <laughs> number eight. The eight. The eight, the challenger, Ooh. decisive, commanding. There's yes. uh, a couple of things that describe the decisive, commanding type. Yes, we're often associated with intensity. Um, it's said that eights have the highest level of intensity and energy on the Enneagram. Um, and not kind of energy, think of like a golden retriever full of happiness and joy, but rather someone who's got a lot of intensity and a lot of drive to get things done. Love drive, okay. Yes. Um, we're often called confrontational. Um, and that's okay, because that can mean a couple of different things. It's not just we like being in arguments, but um, I like to see it as I deal with the problem before it even becomes a problem. Right. So we have a kind of difficult, maybe awkward conversation about an issue to re- to save us a huge blowout down the road. Could be one of the most uh, maybe misunderstood, most uh, stereotyped uh, of all the of all the personality type, perhaps. Definitely. Uh, and they all say. have their uh, places you can go. But again, this, this idea about... Uh, being self-confident, decisive, mm-hmm. that intensity can be misread and misunderstood yes. even by even by the eight themselves, yes. but certainly by other people, right? Definitely. Um, eights are said to be the easiest number to identify on the Enneagram. Well, here are some of the famous eights in history. We have Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt, Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. Ernest Hemingway, Ooh. Uh, Angela Merkel, mm-hmm. my woman, uh, Winston Churchill, Good one. Your yeah, man. My man. One of my, fa- uh, one of my all-time the favorites. The current leader of Germany and the former leader of the UK. Uh, Serena Williams. Okay. Uh, Alec Baldwin, the actor. Uh, and a couple of other uh, entertainers, actors, Aretha Franklin and John Wayne. People of my generation will know the Duke, John Wayne. <laughs> so uh, we had a laugh about that off air. Uh, you asked if he was a singer, but that's not the one we're talking about. Um so we're going to give you an idea of some of these. Again, again, think of leaders a lot of times. You know, again, yeah. these are a lot, lot of leaders and out front uh, type folks. And, and so I think this personality either draws them uh, to that or pushes them out there. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. But anyway, let's, let's learn a little bit more about, about the eights. I think a good way to talk about the eights is they're not everybody's cup of tea. Yes. That intensity is not for everybody. Right. Um, And it's not the same kind of intensity as a four. You know, the four is all about feelings, and the eights are all about the gut and doing things. Not what am I thinking or what am I feeling, but what am I doing? What can I be doing? Let's be moving. Well, we talk about being decisive, right? So Mm -hmm. we're making decisions. We're we're accomplishing. We're Mm -hmm. marching. We talk about being driven. That that, that word keeps coming back to me about Mm -hmm. being driven. 
Another big word for AIDS is justice. AIDS have an incredible desire for justice and fairness, and specifically when it comes to fighting for the underdog or the marginalized, um, as you can see by some of the people on that list. Right. So that's a big thing, fighting for the underdog. Um, interestingly, AIDS are not really prone to being bullies because you know bullies tend to act out of insecurity or fear, and AIDS don't really care what you think about them. Uh, but AIDS are more likely to stand up and confront a bully. Um, so very much pick on someone your own size. Feel free to come pick on me hmm. kind of attitude or vibe. Okay, okay. Um, again, a lot, a lot of... Again, we might call leadership, and at one point, mm-hmm. you, you, I think you mentioned that earlier, that sometimes it's been called leader, but you, but that's not exactly right. You know, just yes. the challenge, it's, it's the personality type, mm-hmm. but again, it's, it's kind of, you get drawn, and we see them, a lot of leaders or people in leadership positions mm-hmm. that have this, but again, I think it's, again, that, that sense of being decisive and fighting for mm-hmm. others or representing others, right? Again, and It's interesting when you say we see a lot of that because um, specifically a lot of people, Americans like AIDS. Okay. Because America, you know, you like that strong, decisive leader. They can be charming, they're inspiring, things like that. Um, the British, maybe not so much. Right. Uh, don't love being challenged in the workplace, not in terms of like this is difficult challenge, but don't like authority being challenged or questioned in the workplace or processes and procedures necessarily. Right. So someone kind of challenging the status quo is not always appreciated. Well, and as a reminder to our listeners, you know, you're, you're over at the University of St. Andrews right now uh, as a uh, PhD student, a doctoral student, and you're working there at the university as well. So just as a reminder, as we're, as we're talking about mm-hmm. these cultural things, this is kind of where you're mm-hmm. living right now. So speaking from personal experience, we're not trying to represent you know everybody in America oh, or anywhere else. It's not. just more of our personal experiences here. So uh, I think that just reiterates the idea that eights are not everybody's cup of tea, that you know, steady or strong upper lip of the British is not necessarily seen in the eights who like to be loud and out there sometimes. Okay, okay. Unhealthiness? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, we mentioned in the opener, um, Leslie Note from Parks and Rec tends to have a lot of eight moments. She's referred to as the steamroller right. by her best friend, Anne. Um, and that definitely happens. Um, Ian Morgan Crone says that eights are, their motto is fire, ready, aim. Yes. So we don't always think before we act as often as we should. Um, and we don't always realize how much our energy and confidence can intimidate or really steamroll other people that's such an important thing to me and that is the element of of confidence self-confidence being self-confident while that energizes you and motivates you it can be intimidating to other people when people and it can be too much and just be annoying just exactly so it, it, it can it can go too far but but confidence is a good thing the expression of that can again can often be misinterpreted definitely uh, so forth so um, yeah Luckily, as I've said, our team uses the Enneagram for a lot of self and team reflection. Um, And we were interviewing to hire somebody for our team. And everybody knows I'm going to say my opinion. That's kind of a given on our team. But I said, in order to not steamroll or dominate the conversation, I'm not going to say the first comment after any of these interviews today. And that's kind of something I set forward for myself and said, I'm going to let somebody kick off the conversation and try to let somebody have the last word. Right, so limits, right? So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that a, that a self-aware eight uh, who has a tendency to uh, to be too, you know, too strong, too domineering, too mm-hmm. out front, you know, it just sets set some limits in being respectful of other. It comes back to that self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? Uh, very important. I think those are, those are really, really good tips. 
Really good tips. On the downside, eights do not like vulnerability at all, and they have a huge desire for control. They don't necessarily need to be in control, but they do not want to be controlled by others. Oh, wow. And that's their main driving thing. Okay. Um, a lot of times, eights in the workplace may have a hard time respecting leaders if they don't um, feel are standing up for themselves or are principled or, you know, they need to really respect and have an appreciation for the way their leader leads, um, which is currently really helpful in our situation because my supervisor is fantastic and caring and intentional, so I like to be her yes man when I can. Mm-hmm. You know, she, when she suggests an idea, I like to help, you know, put some steam behind it because I know that it's likely a really good idea that's coming from a good place. Yeah. So I like to kind of be her yes and have the power behind it right a way of sort of transferring some of that confidence and some of that some of that again that positive energy that that oftentimes is there for an eight share it with someone else right exactly. to, to kind of build them up a little bit definitely good good um well let's try to put a little bit of a bow on on an eight yeah definitely um so eights sometimes do not well most of the time do not do well with vulnerability and so sometimes they are hard to make real connections with right. other people. And so that's a big thing that eights need to take away. Um, back to the path between us, it says, for eights, everyone can't be as strong as you are, and you need to be okay with that. Um, one of the greatest gifts of the Enneagram is that it teaches us what we can have and what we can't have and what we have to accept. So for eights, you can be in leadership positions if you have people who are willing to follow you, but that requires respecting how they see and operate in the world. Right. Which I think speaks very true to me. Right. Well, absolutely. Um, You can realize that you can lead and make plans, although you can't control the outcomes. Um, Even just the other day, someone was saying, oh, we we can't change his mind about that. He's got to want to do it for himself. And I was like, I, are you sure? Are you sure we can't uh, change it for him and change his mind? Um, Let me friend, take a crack at it. Yeah. Right? Um, are you sure about that? Yeah. Um, but the other person was correct, and I was in the wrong for sure. Um, and you can hire people who are aggressive and blunt, but remember you will always have to work with what uh, with people who are not. So you can't just hire straight shooters, direct, aggressive, go get them people. There has got to be a balance. Yes. Um, and you can protect yourself emotionally, but remember that you can't avoid vulnerability. And you can't affect the world without being affected by it. So learning that things may, you know, you do have to feel feelings, even if it's not your favorite thing. Um, one of my favorite things that said about AIDS is it says, um, if God wanted our hearts on our sleeves, that's where he would have put it. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> I feel like that is the vibe I put off and I need to remember feelings are valid and people's feelings are valid. Certainly. And um, eights can solve every problem with action and strength. Nope, that's a can't. That's That's a can't. 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 (laughs) Cannot. I read that and I thought, "Mm, no. Um, And eights need to accept that you're not always right. You can't guarantee the outcome and you can thrive on stress but other people do not and that there's something bigger than yourself to focus on. A lot there, and you say that's the easiest one to identify. So mm-hmm. I think we can all think of eights in our lives, uh, or people who tend toward that again, not mm-hmm. to not to predetermine what someone is, but again, that's a very important thing to again to think about this this mutual respect and so forth. Well, let's turn our attention to our last uh, personality nine. type, the nine, the peacemaker. Yes, easygoing, accommodating type. Mm-hmm. It says nines like to be or are laid back. They are the keeper of the peace. They are very conflict avoidant and easygoing. 
some of the uh, people that are listed I've looked up, uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Okay. Again, with you being uh, over in the UK now, that's uh, interesting. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. James Taylor. I do know uh, who that is. <laughs> what? That's so... I failed as a parent. No, I do know who that is. Oh, you do I know? Do, okay, do. you do. James Taylor. Uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, here's one. Uh, Lisa Kudrow. Oh, from Friends. Phoebe. Phoebe from Friends. Okay. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Ooh, love her. She's a new girl. And... Uh, more of my generation remember Ronald Reagan so uh, kind of a eclectic group yeah, of people definitely. but again it's kind of interesting to think again to think about peacemakers mm-hmm. so uh, definitely um, so kind of diving into it a little deeper okay nines are reliable enthusiastic and team minded in the workplace so it's really good to have a nine on your team sure nines are really not into politics in the office so you know who's having a chat at the water cooler about who said what in the new promotion, nines are not likely to be there or to enjoy that kind of conversation. Okay. They're, so they're great teammates and great to have in the workplace. Keep confidence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not interested in that, uh, uh, the politics, as you said. Definitely. Interesting. They are natural mediators, um, not just in the workplace. Um, one of my best friends, her husband, is a nine, and we, between you know our little friend group, may be taking 10 years to decide where we're going to eat or what we're in the mood for. Um, and Drake is always happy to go with the group and happy to help us figure out where we'd like to eat, but doesn't toss his own opinion into the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is really enjoyable and definitely the peacemaker in the group. Well, I, I see things like uh, receptive, reassuring, agreeable. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so so agreeable, but in a but in a in, in a good contributing way, yes. not in a doormatty no. type way. Right, nines are great to have as friends, and they're even killed and they're consistent, which mm-hmm. is nice to have as well. Okay, Makes they sense. are natural mediators, which is also a gift, uh, especially for the eights in the world. <laughs> so eights need nines for balance, and they bring harmony, and they. Uh, on the other hand, they can often procrastinate and maybe have a hard time finding their mojo and getting started with projects. Well, that's why, you know, again, what is sort of the unhealthy, what are the negatives here? Because, I mean, these sound like just ideal people, but yeah. again, like everything, anything can be uh, a weakness, right? Right. I think, like you said, their agreeableness can be a very good thing. Um, but, of course, agreeableness expressed in an unhealthy way can be kind of an emotional doormat. Right. Um, also, they can become overly dependent on others because they don't want to make decisions or make any tough decisions or voice their opinions. Um, and, again, like I said, they uh, often procrastinate and maybe have a hard time getting started on their projects or initiating things. In- again, very interesting in a workplace mm-hmm. when you think about uh, the dynamics of, of assignment work one working as a team but also the individual contributions that people make that, that come back together as we try I, I know we focus a lot on trying to work more uh, collaboratively mm-hmm. collaboratively as in, in the workplace so again this is a very important well why don't we uh, try to put a, a, a yep. bow on the nines in this uh, this episode yep so back to the path to Tunis says nines learn can learn really good tools for avoiding some conflicts and resolving others can learn to manage the tension between regretting being compliant and being afraid of being non-compliant and can take steps to engage conflict to engage in conflict in a healthy way understanding that avoiding conflict sometimes causes more conflict <laughs> okay. um, but nines can't always avoid conflict they can't ignore the reality that later is not a point in time uh, so you have to understand that when you say oh 
later Emma will have to deal with that, or you know, later me will have to deal with that. You really do have to deal with it eventually. Um, and they can't expect people to read your mind, so sometimes you do have to voice your opinion and stand up for what you want. And nines will need to accept that problems don't fix themselves. There are times when you must assert yourself, and it is yours to do regardless of the cost. And there is no such thing as a healthy relationship that is void of anger, disappointment, and conflict. And your presence in the lives of those around you matters a lot. Others rely on you, they trust you, and they want your full involvement in the life that you share with them. Well, that's a great summary of the Peacemakers Nines, and I think that's a, a great summary of this uh, this episode, really, between yeah. the seven, eights, and nines. And so, Emma, again, I appreciate, the, appreciate your insights and you doing this. Of course. I was happy to. It's such a fun kind of passion of mine, and it's great to see how it plays a big role in my social and personal and professional life. So this is the episode where we finish the actual uh, Enneagram types. We will have one wrap-up session to talk about uh, a few things and put a bow on the whole series. Thank you for joining us.